0: it's preparing to live stream
1: all right just let me know will do give me a three two one
0: okie dokie let's see
1: are we live on facebook not on linkedin right
0: yes correct not yet not yet all right i'm trying to bring this up so that i can see the comments otherwise we pretty much are live i'm just working on getting the comment feed up so that i can see it does that mean i can start talking almost Come on, here we go. Alright, we need to mute that. Does that mean I can start talking? Delayed. Alright, I can see both of our comment threads. Cool. That way I can keep an eye on when people talk. And yes, sir. We are live, and we are going to be doing Saturday Morning Cartoons, which is why I've, I've got my gorilla shirt, which is the rock and roll equivalent of Saturday Morning Cartoons.
1: Yes, and if you've forgotten, he is the Yank and I am the Limey. And it's lovely to meet you. We love cartoons. It's all about those tunes that made us love music when we got older. And I love doing live shows. I guess it's better than being dead. I'd rather this do is live true. than being dead, yeah.
0: Being dead those... is highly overrated, and also um, it's not just cartoons. I'm, am going to apologize in advance because my Saturday mornings had a lot more than just cartoons, and I think yours did too.
1: Well, it's anything that isn't real. You know what I mean, like claymation, cartoons, and even I'm a little bit older than you. Puppets too. They used to have puppet cartoons in England, and you know it's so so funny because I know a lot of people out there are probably baby boomers too. You know, you didn't have remote controls watching your favorite cartoons, but those tunes stick in your head forever. And they lead you on to listening to all that great music that you bring up as you get older. But we never want to get too old. We still want to like Saturday morning cartoons, right mate? And some of them are fantastic. And I know That's right and
0: the thing is uh, I'm a child who just barely missed the 1960s so I got some of that 50s and 60s nostalgia in the form of reruns but at the same time some of the stuff in the 80s I'm gonna we're gonna hit some of that and it was just a little bit after my time but I kind of know a little about it and then the later stuff you know we'd love it if you if you can see us on our main page or on my page. Feel free to comment. I'm keeping an eye on the comments right over there, and we'll chat with you, and you can tell us some of your favorite memories, especially if you recognize any of these.
1: All right. You're the yank, so you're the biggest. You want to take off and introduce your favorite cartoon... (laughs) Theme song.
0: <laughs> My favorite cartoon theme song, okay. This is pretty cool. It's from the late 1960s. There was a TV show that when I was very tiny, it absolutely blew me away and I was glued to the screen. And at the time, none of us Americans had any idea that we were looking at anime. This is the cartoon Speed Racer, which came out in 1967 in the United States and was originally called Mach-Go-Go in Japan. And this animation company Translux they bought the rights to bring it over to the States and they Americanized it gave it you know English dub and all of that and the fun part about it is the theme to speed racer is this kind of high energy 60s pop sound you want to hear it you ready
1: of course we do yeah that's what the tunes are all about man
0: all right here we go here's a little bit of that theme
2: He's a demon on wheel He's a demon and he's going to be chasing after someone. He's gaining on you, so you better look alive. He's busy revving up the powerful Mach 5. And when the odds are against him and
0: there's dangerous work to do, he's shots of him knocking people off the poop road. Poop. <laughs>
1: Racer, go racer, go! He's open flying as he guns a car around the track. He's jamming down the pedal like he's never coming back. Adventures waiting just ahead!
0: Go speed racer, go speed racer, go speed racer, go! So there you go. I love it, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if
1: you're not awake in the morning, that will definitely wake you up. He was obviously a race car driver, right? Yeah,
0: and the fun thing about it is um, I got some trivia on this that's pretty unusual that has to do with the translation from Japan to America. So Translux, they're actually an electrical company. They just happen to have this thing where they bought into some animation like, um, well, I won't tell you, but one of the others in here was put up by Translux. In this one, though, uh, there was a lot of dubbing work to convert the cartoon and the producer, Peter Fernandez, was also most of the voices, including the main character, Speed Racer, and his older brother, Racer X. I love it. And I mentioned Racer X because that's also an 80s metal band that was named after the character in Speed Racer.
1: Well, you learn something every day. I don't have anything quite as excited
0: as more- well hang on I, I know this is obnoxious but i got more trivia and this is a weird one so it's going to take some explaining so speed racer his original name in japan is go and the original show was called Mach go go and speed's car was called the Mach five so here's where it sounds a, a really weird because Mach go go sounds very 60s like go go but Go is also a Japanese pronunciation of the number five. So Mach Five, Mach Go Go, Mach Five Go.
1: Interesting trivia. And there was a real car, actually, a Mark Four, was it? A Mark Five, or something in the States?
0: Maybe. I'm sure there probably were. This fictional car could do all sorts of things. He had what looked like a rotary phone on the middle of the steering column where most people might have an airbag. <laughs> and he could press buttons on the rotary phone and they would do things like make the car jump. It would bring out these massive saw blades that you're presuming are just going to cut through trees and not other cars, pedestrians, what have you. And he could, uh, like, go underwater. So he'd just press a button and the car would do some magical James Bond thing.
1: I love it. I don't have anything quite, we're more traditional in England, as you know, uh, more nostalgic. And um, The Wind in the Willows was a a great one that kids love. It was all about talking animals and, you know, it was from the Scottish novelist uh, uh, Kenneth Graham. And it went on for quite a long time. It's all about talking badgers and rats and... In sight of the history, based uh, based in Edwardian England, going way back then. So it was a really mellow tune. I think you've got it lined up for me.
0: Yeah. Was it um, was it animation or claymation or live action? Was what animation.
1: was it? It was cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cool. Were hanging out in the willow, having a good time and enjoying each other's company. Uh, but he, he wrote it 1908, which is a long time ago but you know something lasts forever like that it, you know animals and talking and fun and, and no matter how old it is it's kids love it you know and uh, not quite as exciting as speed racer <laughs> but it's, uh,
2: not
0: as high energy hyperactive have some sugary breakfast cereal
1: <laughs> exactly you got a little bit of that for our listeners
0: I sure do. Folks, here's the theme from the animated Wind in the Willows, and I think you're going to be blown away. Here's, this is just an excerpt. It's actually a very long theme, so this is just a bit. <laughs>
1: Well, there's two versions. He did that one, but he also did one where uh, the animals sing together. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, what, what was it? it's The song, it opens up on the rambling road. Where you Let leave, me see
0: if I can find it. I'll take a quick look.
1: Open road. wave goodbye to carefree and sorrow. And they have the strings and the banjo playing too. But you're right that is one version of it
0: yeah uh let's see i think this is a different one so hang on let's give this a try right is that it there we go we'll play a little
1: You know, they had so many different versions of that, you know, they had different cartoons over the years. They even had a couple of uh, feature films. And uh, probably, Well, yeah, I
0: noticed in that one, that one actually was um, claymation.
1: Yeah. It had
0: like stop motion animation and it, it actually looked pretty good too.
1: All right. That was a little bit, but very good and very nostalgic. If you love little talking animals, Uh, Everybody
0: really loves those nostalgia moments, those cartoons and other shows that they loved when they were little. And when I found that other Wind in the Willows theme, if you look at the comments, you can see people practically weeping tears of joy as they're typing their comments and talking about how much they loved the show, how important it is, how much it reminds them of those innocent times when they were young and and the entire world was encapsulated in, in a TV show.
1: I think that's wonderful especially for kids, you know, as they're growing up, to get in touch with the sensitive feelings. Okay, Mr. Yank, you're Mr. Excitement, so what else you got here? Because I got a bunch of good ones, too. Man,
0: the 1960s were both good and bad for animation, as in, you weren't really going to get original Tom and Jerry level of Warner Brothers level of quality, but there were a lot of 1960s animation beyond just Speed Racer. And... A lot of them are music-oriented, so I'm going to give you one that is definitely very music-oriented, and that's a song, the theme to the show, Josie and the Pussycats. Have you ever heard of that?
1: I, I have heard of it. I thought it was a stage play. But yeah, oh,
0: gosh. Okay. It was actually, in the, in the early 60s, it was an Archie comic book.
1: Really? And what's it about?
0: Well, the thing about it is, um, the Archie comic was about these girls who are their own rock and roll band and they travel around and they have mysteries. But what happened was Hanna-Barbera really wanted to mimic the success that Filmation was having with the Archies show, which we've actually featured the song Sugar Sugar. That's right. So Thanks. that was a hit. And so this is fun. This is actually fun trivia. Hanna-Barbera originally decided they'd make one of these musical bunch of kids having fun solving crimes whatever with a show that they called Mysteries 5 and that completely failed to get off the ground and that particular show Mysteries 5 would one day become Scooby-Doo oh, but I'm getting ahead of myself yeah. so they reached out to Archie Comics and said man this Archie show is great we need something like that and they were like well we've got this I got this comic book called Josie and the sixties, this was an era of bubblegum pop, and they were like, This is perfect. So they they collaborated with Archie Comics to adapt the thing into a cartoon.
1: That's awesome. And what's that? It's awesome, a girl's band.
0: Yeah, and even there's even one better than that, which is that um it was an era of bubblegum pop and the Hanna Barbarians hired a music company to interview and cast a real band. They actually thought that they might end the episodes with a live-action music sequence that, that would mimic the way the Monkees show worked. Yeah, but eventually they decided against it. But these young singers are not the same as the voice actors who voiced the characters, who were different people. But here's the fun trivia for the singers. The singing Josie was played by Kathleen Doherty. Uh, the drummer Melody was sung, rather, sung by Sherry Moore, who would eventually be known by the name Cheryl Ladd and become one of Charlie's Angels.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember her. She's beautiful.
0: And the brains of the band was the bass player. Her name was Valerie.
1: And Valerie
0: was voiced by Patrice Holloway.
1: Ah, excuse me. Can we we hear it?
0: (laughs) Uh, I will. I'm just going to finish up real quick, because Patrice is actually... The younger sister of the Motown artist, Brenda Holloway, and the reason I was building up to this, buddy, is they both sang on one of your favorite songs. They both sang vocals on Joe Cocker's cover of With A Little Help From My Friends.
1: That is crazy.
0: So here we go. Here's Josie and the Pussycats.
1: Awesome.
0: They sound hot and
1: wonderful. I love the sound. What a the, great the theme sound.
0: song has like 40 seconds of really good music, and it's looped out to about like four minutes. So. Oh,
1: <laughs> that, that bit, that sounds awesome. I mean, what a great tune. Great. More good yeah, and the, the fun
0: thing about that is they, they did that show, and then they, uh, like a couple of years later, they did one called Josie and the Pussycats in Outer Space, <laughs> which is probably but, all the same plot lines. In space. <laughs> that's
1: right. Everybody right now would like to live in outer space. But uh, that's wonderful, buddy.
0: One of the cool things about it is that the Josie comic had the character Valerie as a young black character. And in the 1960s, Hanna-Barbera originally were wanting to try to recast that as white. And the casting director said, No, we're sticking with a black character. And if you don't like it, I'm quitting. So they were like, Oh, okay. Then that's the brains of the band is hear. a young black woman. And that made it the first cartoon animated series to have a uh, black series regular, a person oh, of color.
1: That's amazing. Girl power. I yep. Love, you know, um, there's one thing that you guys don't have. Well, you probably do have them in a, America Was the uh, Teletubbies. Oh, my. <laughs> <Remember the> Teletubbies? <laughs> Nobody knew where these guys were from, little furry creatures. And they all had tellies on them, which, you know, that's a short in England for, for TVs. And, you know, they all were like unique. And let me see, who do we got? We got Tinky, Winky, Dipsy and Lala. And they all <laughs> had different characters and they were all fun. But the great thing you could do anything because if you got a television on your belly, you can put on anything that you want to put to show the kids so they can have a good time. So are, if they
0: really didn't mind the competition, they could like turn their stomach to Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of being in the Teletubbies. Let's watch Josie. But, uh, <laughs> actually, the theme song's pretty, pretty fun. It's um, how's it go? The hills are far away, and the Teletubbies I come into play
0: i don't know if i have that one let me give you what i do have which may be exactly those lyrics in baby talk
1: <laughs> that's all right that's the only talk i know is baby talk here you go goo goo
2: <laughs> and far away Teletubbies, 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 Teletubbies come to play Teletubbies, 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 One two, One Two Two Three, two, three Four oh. <laughs> <laughs> Four Five <laughs> <laughs> Teletubbies
1: There you go. Absolute phenomena.
0: Hey, wasn't Over the Hills and Far Away a Led Zeppelin song?
1: It could have been. They may have stole it from them. It just (laughs) sound a bit heavy to me. But who could not love the Teletubbies and all the different characters? And the song is great, which is what it's all about. Because, you know, of course, we're doing Saturday morning cartoon show tunes. Well, cartoon as in anything that's animated. That isn't real. It's real people, which is kind of a nice change to get rid of real people. alright let's, <laughs> let's move on. We are on a roll. I hope well, interested. I will
0: tell you that I had a very small child at Teletubbies time, and I did try to watch an episode because I know it's supposed to be for babies, and babies should, should watch this show. It's good for their intellectual development. The color palette makes it stimulating and mentally, I don't know, whatever. But <laughs> I, I put on an episode while I was holding her, and I'm like, I can't. Do this anymore? I, I, I don't understand what's going on, and these four little creatures are running around like maniacs, and I'm not sure what it means. (laughs) But I'm not a baby. I mean, for for babies, it was perfect. They were very happy. They loved it. Adorable.
1: And for any of our (laughs) listeners out there, anybody tuning in, please give us a call or let us know. You know the the tunes that stuck in your memory that helped you develop as a child when you were watching your Saturday morning cartoons. No matter what age or group, 60s, 70s, 80s. Being a baby boomer though, it's funny because you only got one shot at listening to these tunes, buddy. You had one shot and that was it. You couldn't record it, so you had to be lying there. But actually, when I was a kid, I don't know, you probably didn't have a remote control either. So for my remote control, I used to use my feet, lay down and just turn the channel. But you only had, <laughs> had three channels to turn you know and your mum would come up and give you a clout around the head get up don't be a lazy so-and-so get up and change the channel but you know it was the best thing in the world because it's something that every kid and still to this day hopefully i still think they put cartoons on the tv you look
0: I don't focused. I don't know, there was a time when um, it seemed like the Saturday morning thing started to shift away, uh, when my daughter was just a little bit older. She was still interested in it, but we had a harder time, for example, flipping over to Cartoon Network and knowing we could catch Bugs Bunny.
1: Yeah, you had more variety though. But I think it was great in the sense where you had one chance to really sit down at that live moment, And anything live, whether it's Saturday Night Live or Cartoons Live, just made it all that much more exciting because you would gear yourself up all week to watch these programs. That's why all these tunes stick in our minds. All right, Teletubbies.
0: Well, you know what? I think you've got a point. You mentioned that it's been for a long time that Saturday mornings were a thing. And it reminded me, my father, when he was a little boy, Um, the Saturday matinee was the thing. So his mother would take the kids down to the Saturday matinee, and I don't know how much it cost, but for like one flat fee, all the kids could stay in the movie theater all Saturday morning, like half half the day. And so mom and dad would get a little bit of a break and probably be very happy for it. And the reason I mention it is my, my dad would tell me they would air... These um, little serial adventure films, which were kind of the inspiration for Star Wars and Indiana Jones. They were little mini-adventures that would have chapters week to week. And then the one he said that the kids would always just riot and throw popcorn at the screen was whenever they'd do an animation called the Follow the Bouncing Ball.
1: Hey, have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I, I remember. I mean, I'm not as, as your dad, <laughs> but being a baby boomer, I remember saving up my... Uh, my paper round money and going to the Saturday morning movies in the old Edwardian theatres, and they'd show you cartoons, and then they would show you a movie, a cliffhanger, and the guy from out of the pit would come out on his organ, and all the kids would run and throw popcorn at him as he came (laughs) out. It was like Phantom (laughs) of the Opera, man. He's here. Let's get him. (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> then, you know, on a Saturday normally when the Saturday morning cartoons, and that's where you wanted to be.
0: Dad was in Texas, and I don't think they had an organist. <laughs> I'll have to ask him about that. But yeah, they did get Follow the Bouncing Ball, which, folks, I'm not going to share that with you just because it's visual, but the idea is they would play a song with like a slideshow of these hand-drawn, they would look like animated style, but they'd be hand-drawn pictures while a song plays and the lyrics are underneath, and this little bouncing animated ball would help you follow along so you knew when to sing what word. Think of it as like 1950s-style karaoke. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: and they'd always leave you with a cliffhanger like uh, the Lone Ranger, you know, yes. ready to be thrown off the cliff, but you wouldn't. You had to wait all week, and go back and see if he gets thrown off the cliff or not. You really know he isn't, but you wanted to make sure that he he didn't go. But anyway, let's move on to the tunes, which is all about the Saturday cartoon tunes. And uh, what's up your sleeve next, my friend?
0: Well, there's one that was a combination. Since we've kind of wandered the field. I was very little when I watched this, and I don't really remember it at all. But yet another 1960s groovy kind of bubblegum pop theme song. There was a show that was live action, and it was people in suits, and then it had animation shorts and and comedy skits, mostly physical comedy for the kids. And it was called The Banana Splits.
1: I remember that with my kids. Yeah, I love that. Can we play the tune? Are you got Yes.
0: We can, and I've got an interesting follow-up for you. So here is the 1968 theme from the Banana Splits.
2: Cha la 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 la-la-la-la-la la 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 banana, two banana, three banana, four Four bananas make a bunch of soda, many more Over hill and highway, the banana buggies go Coming up to bring you the Banana split show Mess of fun. Making up a
0: a You hear the little crack fall sounds
2: three <laughs> two
0: So, the interesting thing about that is it was engineered to be a kid's version of Laugh-In. Did you ever see the show Laugh-In?
1: Yeah, actually, on the Decades channel, they're still showing uh, reruns of it with uh, Goldie Hawn, and it's kind of stupid humor and silly, but, you know, brainless stuff, but, yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I actually found a little footage where they were doing a a shtick that was a Laugh-In thing where you'd have these doors in a wall, and they'd open and close, and... Actors would, would pop their head out and say something, you know, and it would be like a riddle. Knock, knock, who's there? That kind of thing. And that's the same um,
1: format for the cartoon,
0: huh? Yeah, exactly. They did the same thing in the cartoon. And, uh, so here's a funny thing about it. I don't know why this happened, but Hanna-Barbera just last year made a Banana Splits movie that had almost nothing to do with the TV show. So if you could think about taking a kids TV show theme song and making it something that's a horror film that's rated R and terrifying and all of a sudden all of these characters are actually more like Five Nights at Freddy's where everybody's terrified because the the audio animatronic Chuck E. Cheese characters have come to life and you're trapped in a room with them, one of the things you do is you'd slow down the theme song, and then maybe you'd make it sound like it's playing on a warped record player. And all of a sudden, this (laughs) la-la-la-la-la-la-la becomes a little scary.
1: A little bit. Banana splits. Okay. So I've
0: I've actually, hang on, I've got got the trailer, just an excerpt from it. So this, to give you some idea of how they went, let's take this and make it really scary. Here you go. (laughs) Listen to this.
2: Who's excited to see the banana Splits? Yeah! yeah!
0: Rebecca, Rebecca, I'm canceling the show.
2: What? Hey kids, put on your ha- happiest faces because the banana split show is about to begin. Where are the children? Mom, get out of here! Time's almost up. Why are you doing this to me? Dad, please! Let me out! Now the show can go on forever and
0: ever and ever. Come on, you fussy son of a... I just really want your brother's birthday to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Everything <laughs> in that little clip of the trailer <laughs> tells you the entire film end to end. You don't even need the visuals to know yeah. <laughs> exactly what's happened. Really. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm taking it away with the the Wombles. The Wombles from Wimbledon. I don't know exactly what they were. Have you ever seen a Womble?
0: I did actually see some footage, and they reminded me of, um, well, are they like mice or rats?
1: I think like rats, like big, massive, giant, furry rats or hedgehogs. No, no, it can't be hedgehogs because they're not really spiky.
0: No, but um, they do have that pointed nose like a hedgehog.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't claymation. It was people dressed up in outfits looking like it. And uh, they had a couple of massive big hit songs on top of the pops. Really? Yeah, the the opening song was uh, the Wombles from Wimbledon. Coming are we, overground, underground, come along me. That kind of stuff. Have you got it lined
0: up? I do have it lined up. I want to ask you, after we play this, tell me a little of what the show itself was like. Here we go. Here's a bit of the theme.
2: Day, folks,
1: You know, it's so funny, because they were a rock group, but they always wore those outfits, which look very hot and very big. But to be in a rock band, I guess it's good, because you can keep yourself to yourself, because nobody knows who you are.
0: But you you can hear that whole Beatles sound, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, but great tunes, yeah. And they had a couple of, I don't know if they were number ones, but they were definitely in the top ten. But what they were about was like, just not more not just entertaining and having fun, but they they recycled trash and they, they kept the place clean like a keep Britain tidy type thing. Oh, and, uh, so it had a lot of meaning to it um, to help the environment, you know. So uh, you know it just shows you can be entertained, have fun, but you can also do something good for your fellow man. And the people and plus educating little ones to do that and to appreciate that as they get older you know which i think is brilliant Remember, it is really cute ones. because it has
0: this lovely beatles-esque kind of flair it's cheery and they are adorable and they're even though they're big grown adults wandering around a field in very hot costumes the <laughs> costumes are cute they're all like playing music musical instruments <laughs>
1: So anybody you see today telling you, remember you're a Womble, remember you're a Womble, remember you're a Womble. That's the only lyrics I remember, but it's kind of catchy, right?
0: And it makes sense because then you're saying, remember, you too should keep Britain clean. Pick stuff up. Don't awesome. don't drop gum on the pavement. What's wrong with you? Someone's going to step in that. Come on. Did you grow up in a barn where people drop bubble gum in the barn all the time? Where, where How did that happen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, your turn. Next one I have is really fun and exciting. And it's one of my favorite of all time. But it's like, you watch this thing. It's in black and white. And it's like being in the dark ages. But every baby boomer. In England, grew up with this one, but you go ahead, and I'll I'll talk about these two guys after you finish. What's... Okay,
0: I will say the the Wombles and uh, the Banana Splits, the whole live action group of people in costumes, very much similar to the whole idea here, and I'm sure that Gorillas, the concept of these four animated characters performing, was was fed by that.
1: Oh, definitely must have had a huge influence. All that stuff. We're all influenced by what we learn as kids. All right, I'm going to tell you
0: about a show that started a trend, and this was created by the producers Sid and Marty Croft, who would do a whole bunch of animated shows for kids that weren't... Sometimes it'd be a mix of animation, but a lot of times it would just be live-action people in costumes. Not stop motion, none of that. And this particular one, I'm going to play you the opening and the closing theme just because they're so different, but it's called H.R. Puffin Stuff. One
1: of my favorite.
0: Who and I got to say, there's, there's so many things in there that are unusually 1960s about it. So, so you know the show?
1: Oh, yeah. It was a massive hit back in England. But who wouldn't want to be that little guy with all those creatures and going out into space and everywhere and having a great time but yeah go ahead buddy
0: so one one thing i'll tell you beforehand to explain this is one of the trends i noticed when we were really digging into these theme songs is that some of these theme songs are just hey it's a thing and we're gonna do the cartoon screw it let's get to the show and then others were like Hey, it's a musical that tells the story and it gets really deep into the motivations and the plot devices, so get ready. Three minutes from now, we're going to start the cartoon, but first we're going to sing. It's it's like, okay, okay, too much story. So (laughs) H.R. Puffin Stuff is this young boy who has a magic flute and he jumps on board of a boat that apparently a wicked witch wants that magic flute and she transformed the boat and made it ship wreck him on an island. And on that island was a magical dragon named H.R. Puffinstuff, who was the mayor. And H.R. Puffinstuff takes the little boy in and says he's going to protect him from the witch. And all the hijinks ensue from there because the island is called the Living Island, which when you got a bunch of people wearing costumes and everybody, okay, we get it. It's It's a living, you don't have to convince us with the name. We get it. All these are live creatures, costumes oh, yeah. or no.
1: Except the, the main character, the little boy, which I believe he played uh, Oliver also in a, a movie theater. What, what a great character and a, a great talent. I wonder what ever happened to him.
0: I'll have to look that up because I don't have any particular notes on him as far as that. But let's but, play um, this
1: tune because this is one of the catchiest, funniest, happiest tunes around, man.
0: Absolutely. So here we go. H.R. Puffin' Stuff.
2: H.R. Puffin' Stuff. Push your bend when things get rough. H.R. Puffin' Stuff. Can't do a little cause you can't do enough. Once upon a summer time, just a dream from yesterday, a boy in this magic golden flute heard a boat from off the bay. Come and play with me, Jimmy, come and play with me, and I will take you on a trip far across the sea. But the boat belonged to a coop. You had in mind the flute to snitch From her broom, broom in the sky She watched her plans materialize She waved her wand The beautiful boat was gone The skies grew dark The sea grew rough And the boat sailed on and on and on And on and on and on on. That
1: is wonderful, my friend Not only is it a great tune But it also tells you the whole premise Of what's going on So it makes you ready for the show because you know who the characters are, what they're going to do, and uh, I love it. Absolutely brilliant, buddy.
0: Yeah, and it had all the visuals, so you could actually see all this stuff happening. But the funny thing is, I'm mentioning this because H.R. Puff and Stuff was kind of the best and the worst of Saturday morning cartoons for kids or actually really television programming in the 60s and 70s because the end theme is very different. But what I want to call your attention to is a device that came around in the 60s and 70s called Canned Laughter, where they just use a pre-recorded sound of people laughing to suggest, hey, that's funny. You'll laugh too. If you hear other people laughing, you're going to laugh. It's going to make you think it's funny. I've never
1: was a big fan, and I'm still not a canned laughter, to be honest.
0: It's more interesting, if you're going to do that, do that in front of a live audience and get their reactions. That's kind of fun, even though we know they're all coached by a big neon sign or cue cards or something. But I mention it because I'm going to play you the end theme, and all that's happening in the end theme is the characters are all performing a musical song and people are clapping in the audience. But listen to how the canned laughter is just firing off like a regular rhythmic, I don't know. (laughs) Like something that's designed to force you to start laughing, even though you're going, Why am I laughing? Nothing's funny. There you go. Awesome.
1: I like it. What a voice. Yeah. It's great. I can say a fantastic tune. But yeah, The Kang Laughter, not, I don't know any show that had it in England, actually. Um, it's, it's like having an audience watching a game or anything. I prefer the real thing because to me it's too phony, but that's just the way I feel because that's the way I grew up.
0: There, well, the the other thing about it, and I, I we want to be respectful because these are people's nostalgia and they like it, but I cannot help but point out that in the 1960s, how could you not have something where you, the, the name is Puffin Stuff and it says you can't do a little because you can't do enough? What are you supposed to make of that in the 1960s? Oh,
1: yeah, because people turned it around for the, the wacky you know what,
0: yeah. Kids don't know that, of course, but adults are probably listening to that going, yeah, I know all about puffing stuff, man. He's <laughs> right. You you can't do a little because really technically, in the scope of the universe, you can't possibly do enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> there,
1: now, there's this is one that will knock you off your socks. I'm sorry, have you finished talking?
0: I have finished talking. <laughs> i got a I lot of talking to do on this one
1: stop lying you can't lie <laughs> like that you never finish talking i know that i have got one that's gonna blow you away but it, it's way before your time and i, I think i was still uh, not in my mom's belly but um bill and ben flower pot men and he was two little puppet guys and he had flower pots on top of the head and they lived at the bottom of the garden. And they used to come out of the flower pots, and they were the best buddies. And they'd hang around the garden. And in between, the only person that was there was a weed, a big weed. And all she ever said was, Weeeeee. But they didn't talk as we're talking, even though sometimes you sound like a flower pot, man, They used to talk like, Oh, bobble up, bobble up, bobble up, bobble up, bobble up, bobble up. <mailly singing> and none of them, we never knew what they were both talking about but they had a narrator in the background describing what they're saying too but it was unbelievable and it, oh
0: that's that's really funny they do that in animal crossing when you talk to the animals, they all go, burr, 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 burr. you know, they, they have their own little voices, but it sounds like gibberish. It's not in any particular language.
1: Yeah, you see, I love that. I love that, especially when there's a narrator in the background to fill you in in this alien voice. But, yeah, they pop out of the pots every day, the two of them, and they lived in flower pots. And they come and do yard work and gardening and, you know, constructive things you know, like growing stuff, and, and the weed would hang around going,
2: Wee Wee
1: <laughs> I don't know if she was like just keeping an eye over them, like Big Mother, because they were two little guys. But anyway, that, that's the story, and I know you're all intrigued by So she wasn't
0: particularly menacing then?
1: No, no, she was just a innocent little weed, and she'd hung around and watch what they were doing. And then at the end of the day, they both jump up into the flower pots, and that's where they slept. So they go back into it. So
0: that's actually really cute.
1: Yeah, great place to live, huh? So the flower pot men. Actually, there was an American group in the '60s called the Flower Pot Men, which they probably—I don't know if they stole from the cartoon—and they had a massive hit. Uh, if you go to San Francisco. Oh, really let's go to san francisco and maybe like you said in those 60s and the flower pot man and the bar and all that maybe that was a, a good insight into it anyway i loved the tune it was great and the, i've, got, I've the, got a theme
0: for you you want to play it yeah this is from 1952 it's about a minute long
1: before i was born a box a musical box wound up and ready to play but this box can hide a secret inside can you guess what is in it today
0: that's really cute
1: isn't that cute? You can tell it's all by all the clackmen in the background. Bill and Ben, Bill and Ben, Flower Potman, flower, pot flower
0: The glockenspiel. <laughs> the instrument that automatically turns any song into a music box.
1: I love it. <laughs> all right, let's move on. It's your turn, Yank.
0: All righty. So with that... Still, I, I I do have stuff from other decades, and we're probably going to go for a little while on this. But it's worth mentioning all these different shows that have come up. Uh, one of them I've never actually watched. It's called George of the Jungle. Have you ever heard of that one?
1: I heard of it, and they made a movie of it too, right? I think yes, a couple of times. So it's all about Tarzan. Kind
0: yeah, it's it? kind of a Tarzan spoof. And this is one of those songs that kind of just gives you the basics but doesn't go into a long story but doesn't just say, all right, we're dropping you in the cartoon. Figure it out yourself, kids.
1: All right. If it's (laughs) in the jungle, I'm expecting lots of bongos and drums and stuff. Think
0: more swing, timpani.
2: (laughs) George, George, George of the jungle, strong as he can be. Watch out for that tree, George, George, George of the jungle lives a life that's free. Ah! Watch out for that tree. When he gets in the street, he makes his escape with the help of his friend and eight-day deep. Then away he'll slap on his elephant ship One and Ursula stay in step with George, George, George of the jungle, friend to you and me. Watch out for that tree, watch out for that tree. George, George, George of the jungle, friend to you and me. (laughs) Most of
1: the time he's probably screaming because he's running into stuff and being attacked by wild animals, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) Doing his best Johnny Weismuller. (laughs) <laughs> and the funny thing is, Weird Al did a cover of that. He didn't do it for a reboot. They didn't make a new theme or anything. He just, he just did a cover of that.
1: Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch the cartoon. I never watched it. Um, how about have you heard of um, an English Claymation, uh, Wallace and Gromit?
0: Um, oh, absolutely.
1: Very popular, right? They were awesome. People in
0: the States, the States love them too.
1: And they could understand the accents and all that. No translators. Or...
0: Well, I think most people very easily picked up on Gromit's accent. <laughs> but Wallace, maybe it took a little bit of listening. Yeah, um... For those of you who don't know, Gromit doesn't actually talk.
1: <laughs> actually, in this opening tune, I don't think there's any talking. But it's more like a a brass band. Um, You know, like one of those uh, brass bands you see in England. Um, Yeah, it's uh, it's Pet Dog, uh, who's a beagle, who is Wallace. And uh, Nick Park was the creator. Uh,
0: Nick Park is a talented claymation dude. The whole studio, actually. A lot of people worked on that.
1: Yeah, from uh, Wigan in West Yorkshire which is just down the road from where I grew up. Um, Yeah, Gromit was a dog. Um, He was the better judge of character, it says here. Um, (laughs) Good-natured and kind-hearted, which I love to hear in uh, cartoons and things for kids, people that are good-natured and kind-hearted. I like the violence sometimes, so long as it's all about getting the bad guys, but being good-natured and kind-hearted, that's what we need to spread right there, buddy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So I know they invented stuff. Was that like the Wombles, where they would just take stuff and invent it? Yeah. Invent Wallace, new things?
1: Uh, well, Wallace was, he was an inventor. So he invented different contraptions and stuff. And the dog he'd just take along, which is man's best friend, right? Um, a little air-headed, but... Uh, He had a good heart and he made a lot of different inventions. Um, Have you got the tune?
0: Yes, I do. I feel like this one sits somewhere between the Wombles and Wind in the Willows. (laughs) Here you go. <laughs> you can't yeah i love how it it gets close to the end and it starts to repeat itself and then it goes it just ends <laughs> we're done
1: <laughs> great brass band you can't be a good brass
0: band john <laughs> philip Sousa would totally throw down to that song
1: that's right don't shake your head too much it may fall off you want to keep what you it's
0: true down, it's right? very loose uh, part of it is because i'm well i guess everybody knows now i'm not a natural blonde
1: that's all right. Slick back, Guido.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't walk into Supercuts and say, "Hey, give me the Joey from Friends." This is
2: <laughs>
0: this is 2020. This is COVID-19. I miss you, buddy. I'm sorry. I oh, that's it right. got too long and shaggy, and I did the clippers.
1: It does. Oh, don't do that. Come over and we'll do we'll do a show again. We'll you. You be safe. I don't know if I've got Edward Cesar hand six <laughs> feet arms so to do your hair
0: it may take a little while to grow it back out but i'd love to do that when the world kind of goes back to normal again
1: yeah god willing it will this is <laughs> good. i hope you're enjoying the music and the fun we're all about making it fun and happy and enjoying yourselves and bringing back wonderful memories for all you people out there just, We're giving you
0: some Saturday morning entertainment if you're in the USA. And if you're in the UK, this is a nice lunchtime fun. Oh, Actually, it's the afternoon now.
1: Yeah, you know what? There's nothing better than going back to your childhood and looking at those fun, wonderful tombs. And I tell you, it, it was a massive influence on me listening to Batman. You know, all those, which wasn't... Well, he did have an animated cartoon, Batman. But I don't know if he was on... Uh, Saturday morning. But anyway, take it away, my friend, because you're up next.
0: I think that's a good segue, because when I was little, my dad would watch Soul Train, and I fell in love with Motown music. You'd hear soul music on the radio. He'd play it. And it was really neat, because there was one particular cartoon for a very popular group, and that would be the Jackson 5.
1: Oh, that's right. They had their own cartoon.
0: They had their own animated show with them.
1: And I think the Osmonds did too, didn't they? They
0: Yes, they did. And in uh, fact, that's the fun part. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play you the Jackson 5 theme. And then in a bit, we'll do the Osmonds theme. And you'll see how very close they seem to be. (laughs) uh But yeah, here's the theme to the Jackson 5 cartoon. And see if you can guess which particular voice everybody adored out of the Jackson 5.
2: This is amazing. Oh, baby, give me one more chance show you that Don't you the back i say, baby, me.
1: is
0: isn't that great
1: yeah plus it's a great way to promote your music for record sales right
0: <laughs> it's fantastic they just knocked it out of that part with a high energy theme and i remember even though i don't remember the show i remember watching it and loving the music and the end theme was was more of their music too
1: yeah i, I don't know i never watched the show either but i'm sure it was centered around them being a band and all the things that happened and same same with the osmonds
0: Everybody loved the Jackson 5, and they especially loved Little Michael.
1: Of course, the lead singer.
0: Now, I found something fun that triggered a nostalgia memory for me. I didn't remember this until I heard it, and then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I totally remember hearing this as a kid and becoming instantly hyperactive, like I'd had a whole bunch of breakfast cereal. (laughs) The Jacksons did a commercial for the breakfast cereal Alpha Bits. Which I didn't have, we didn't do the sugary cereal thing, but check this out. Listen to this, this is great.
2: Give me a gimme a tea,
0: How was that? <laughs> I think it was great. I
1: think the alphabet cereal was kind of the same as Cheerios only shaped into letters.
0: Yep. <laughs> same idea though probably also saturated with sugar <laughs> if I had to guess.
1: Yeah, not not like the the real good one like Lucky Charms for you that gives you
0: energy. Lord. <laughs> That's really good At right. some point, Lucky Charms went screw the cereal. We'll just do marshmallows in a bowl. That's
1: just candy. It's candy.
0: Twenty-seven kinds of marshmallows, each one with their own unique colored dye. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun with that on our St. Patty's Day episode, though, didn't we? Oh, it's
1: amazing! <laughs> I absolutely loved it, buddy. All I right. think
0: I think the idea of floating Lucky Charms atop Guinness was probably one of the worst things I've ever tasted.
1: <laughs> people? Some people must do that. The best of both worlds, I guess. Not a great combination.
0: <laughs> I've never seen a head of beer have a rainbow effect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All that color on it.
0: <laughs> Postman.
1: Ah, hang on,
0: before Postman, uh, um, Jackson 5 was 1971, and that became so popular that in 1972, they'd finally pulled together the whole Osmond thing to mimic the whole family band And they had their own cartoon. Now, listen to this theme and tell me this doesn't remind you a little of the Jackson 5 theme.
1: I think probably the reason why for that, because he did, he sounded a lot like Michael.
0: Yeah, talented kid too.
1: But uh, Yeah, that was a massive hit, a song that will always be in your brain. And plus a good message, one bad apple, don't spoil the whole bunch, girl. Which is so true, right? Good. Thanks for sharing those, buddy.
0: Is this fun or what? This is a lot of fun. In fact, can you move your mic a little closer? You just sounded really awesome when you got close.
1: Like this.
0: Oh yeah, that's cool.
1: Hello everybody.
0: I don't want you to have to do this the whole show, but I love that. When you move closer for a moment, I was like, Oh, that's really good. Steve
1: Delimey here. Postman Pat. It's not real well, he I think he is a man, but even if ladies are postman, we still call him the postman. No offense to ladies. Non
0: gender specific post person.
1: I like that. And this is really English because he's from Lancashire. And you know what, to all our hearts and souls and wonderful thanks to all the essential workers, thanks for all the postmen out there. We can't appreciate you enough and we would not be able to keep in our indoors and keep under quarantine if it wasn't for you. And I know with everything coming up, it's gonna be a massive busy time for you. But I just like to say from myself and I'm sure the Yank too, we appreciate you and we love you and we are totally behind you. Absolutely. It's so wonderful, especially, you know, you need danger money, you know, with all the dogs and everything in the house. And, you know, it can be dangerous out there, man, in the real world. But Postal, Postal Postman delivery Postman. people,
0: service people delivering packages, you all have been our lifeline throughout all of this. And we absolutely couldn't do it without you. Absolutely really thankful for everything you do. So Postman
1: Pat had a, had a black cat, a black and white cat. That was a, that was a friend that she took along with him. And um, Postman Pat. I've
0: got the theme if you want to hear it.
1: Yeah. Why, you don't Here we want go. To sing it? Are you trying to say something?
0: You could sing it if you'd like.
1: If I can sing. i got to learn to sing first. Yeah. I'd Maybe you could sing it. along. <laughs> go ahead, buddy.
2: Let's hear the tune. Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, and his black and white cat. Early in the morning. Just as day is dawning, he picks up all the post bags in his van. Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat and his black and white cat. All the birds are singing and the day is just beginning. Pat feels he's a really happy man. Isn't
1: that wonderful?
0: That is lovely. That sounds like the kind of cartoon that just makes people happy, like Mr. Rogers.
1: It did, and that's why it was so successful for so many years. And Postman Pat went on all these different adventures and what happened to parcels and different things that went wrong that they had to fix and traveling. I mean, let's face it, it makes for a great cartoon, man. Great character and a lot of wonderful stories, so... Remember to sing today, postman, Pat. (laughs) Go out to your postman and sing it. But I don't know. I don't know if you want to call him Pat. May take it the wrong way. I don't know.
0: But But you know what? Maybe maybe that's something that that is lacking in American shows. And I don't know. Not everyone. Obviously, some of them are pretty relaxing. But some of the American shows, there always has to be some sort of a foil. And there has to be an enemy. And we have to fight and go head to head.
1: Yeah, violence. Yeah, you need to get more real. No, I'm only kidding. You have some good ones. And I'm sure you've got another one coming up.
0: So, I mean, I'm just thinking, what was the most stressful thing in Postman Pat's day? Jory duty! Jory duty! That's...
1: Breaking a parcel. Not yeah, a... there you go. You know? Being attacked by a dog. I don't know. But, uh... Someone tried to
0: ship Guinness packed in a box of Lucky Charms. It all broke. <laughs>
1: Alright, I have got a Great big one coming up. It's all about a load of motive. That's a little hint with a funny face on the front of it, which was probably one of the biggest, best, wonderful programs for kids ever. But I'm not going to introduce it because it's your turn. And being English and trying to be a gentleman, I'll let you go with your next.
0: Oh, you'll let me. Well.
1: Maybe I'll let you. I can't help
0: it. You started talking about trains and I'm thinking, come on, baby, do the (laughs) locomotion.
1: I like it. I like that tune too. What you got next, my friend?
0: Okay. I'm going to do this one just because it is fun. Um, So, the show The Care Bears originally started off as some greeting cards with these adorable little colored bears that each had a theme on their belly that showed what they were, like Friendship Bear or Funshine Bear to make you get well soon. And as it became a cartoon, there are a ton of voice actors who are involved in the show. I couldn't actually find anything on who sings the theme, but even though I don't see Nancy Cartwright credited, it sounds like her. And the reason I tell you this is most people would know Nancy Cartwright as the voice of Bart Simpson. So half of the fun to listening to the theme from the Care Bears is it kind of sounds like, I don't know, Bart is serenading himself. (laughs) Check this out. This is great.
2: I want to be a Care Bear. Oh, it'll be so great when I'm a Care Bear. But I can hardly wait to be a Care Bear and do the things that Care Bears do. Oh, I want to be a Care Bear like you. You do. I'd be like fun Shine and make the sun shine I have a heart like Lava Lot. I'd be like Wish Bear And always be there We'd be the luckiest bears in Carolot
0: <laughs> Isn't that funny?
1: Everyone loved the Care Bears, man
0: and, you know, the, the thing about it, it's, it's been reinvented again and again. It's actually been going pretty strong, and that's part of why there's, there's so many different voice actors and so much voice talent that's gone into this. But I'm also thinking of it, you know, I'm, I'm listening to this thing, and I'm thinking of things like, you know, No one knows what it's like to be a Care Bear, oh. to have to learn to share,
1: got, behind
0: sunshine. <laughs>
1: know that's a real song that like you just changed the words but it, it
0: or yeah of, green day you know think thinking about green day welcome to care a lot it
1: kind of goes with it though right it bit right into the slot of the
2: music
0: i could totally see this wild out of control musical reboot that would be all these different pop bands doing their their songs about the care bears
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thomas the Tank. That's my next one. Did you finish, by the way? Hopefully you did. Everybody else. Why?
0: Yes, I have. Thank, Thank you me. for asking.
1: Thomas <laughs> the Tank, and then he brought his friends along too, which were all little trains too with bases, which is another wonderful thing that we all need: transportation. Right. So,
0: did you see Thomas the Tank engine in the UK or the USA?
1: They had it in both, right? But did they have different versions? Because the first version started off because I know Ringo. Ringo was narrating it for a couple of years, which, what a, what an awesome narrator. You know, with a voice that is so unique and instinct. you just know it's him straight away. And I think, to me, I think that was uh, my favorite narrator for the training. Not that I sat around on a, Saturday morning, watching Thomas the Tank. Well, maybe now and again.
0: No, but that, that's the reason I was asking, is because I know at the very least, I don't know if it's just America or a particular season, but at a certain point, we had George Carlin. George Carlin was narrating.
1: Which is one of the funniest guys ever to live. Yeah. And I know a lot of the India, uh, English audience hasn't heard of him, but if you ever get a chance and you want a great laugh and... His humor is definitely universal, wouldn't you say?
0: I got to see him live, and even though he was doing bits that I had heard him do before, something about being in the room with him and everybody just dying laughing would just crack me up again.
1: Just absolutely brilliant. Talked about everyday humor, fun and silly things you do. Kind of like Seinfeld. Yeah. And to me, that's the funniest humor Anyway, but uh, not to go off the track here, um, you got a tune from <laughs> Thomas. The, oh, off the track.
0: I <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> bad,
1: huh? um, I didn't mean to do it, but it was a good way to do it. Can we hear a little bit of uh, Thomas? The...
0: Yeah, I don't want to derail your train of thought. So here ah. you go. Here's a bit. I'm <laughs> a very cute.
1: I love it. You think Ringo <laughs> was playing the drums in that? It sounds probably. Like him.
0: He might have just done it for free and said, "You know, I just I don't have anything to do right now. I like playing the drums. Let me do the drums on this one." Oh. And they'd be he like, "Right this way, Mr. Starr."
1: He was what you would call the cheeky one. You know what I mean by cheeky, right? Not as in cheeky big cheeks, but
0: he stored a lots lots of food in his mouth for later.
1: No, cheeky is being a bit uh <laughs> troublesome but in a fun way always kind of stirring the pot and everybody but he had a bunch of other train friends he had uh, emily and henry and edward and toby and just hung around with his train friends going from track to track and going on different adventures from one adventure to the other
0: uh, now i'm just imagining him storing big blocks of coal in his cheeks
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what i'm Thomas, a train i'm supposed to chew on coal
1: have you what, what's coming up next with you my friend
0: gosh you know we got so many and that's been part of the fun of this i'm going to go ahead and go a little bit let's see give me just a moment here just looking through the the list of stuff we've got um i think i got to go backwards and talk a little bit i mentioned earlier that this company that did Speed Racer was called Translux, and they're an electric company. They also did other cartoons, and one of them was to take the old, I think, 1930s era, Felix the Cat, and make a series in the late 50s with Felix and his adventures. And I watched the heck out of those, and they had probably three sound effects and two voice actors for everybody.
1: <laughs> Felix the Cat was so popular. Hey.
0: Really? Really?
1: Members Felix the Cl- Cat. That started and it went on for quite some time. It started really a long time ago and then it kept on going for some time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it ran for several seasons from what I could tell.
1: Felix the Cat.
0: Felix the Cat. So you do know it. Awesome. Okay, here you go. Here's the theme. <laughs>
2: wonderful, wonderful cat. Whenever he gets in a fix, he reaches into his bag of tricks. Felix the cat. The wonderful, wonderful cat. You laugh so much your sides will ache. Your heart will go fit a bad watch. And Felix the wonderful cat.
0: Felix is not for people with heart conditions. Side effects include palpitations and arrhythmia. Ask your doctor if Felix the cat is right for you. Come on, it's not that bad. <laughs> well, it did say your heart will go pitter-pat, so you do perfect. have kind of like a medical warning.
1: <laughs> perfect songs and perfect lyrics for that cartoon, definitely. Short and sweet, and there again it tells you all about it again.
0: Whenever he gets in a fix, he reaches in his bag of tricks.
1: I have to Done,
0: we're done. End of story. Don't ask <laughs> any more questions, just watch the cartoon. Quiet, kid, sit down and watch your cartoon.
1: That's right. <laughs> I am not too familiar, but I had to bring this one up, Uh, Charlie and Lola, I think it was in the 80s, Um, Okay. uh, it's kind of a cartoon with a brother who was very kind, um, and a kind older brother he was, and Lola, uh, who was his sister. And it's all about the adventures and having fun, uh, but it's all animated, and it is really good. I don't know if you pulled this one up or not.
0: I do have this one for you. Before I get to that, just a little bit of housekeeping, I wanted to mention, I'm keeping an eye on our live streams, and although I'm not seeing any comments, this happened last time, too. Sometimes it doesn't refresh the comments for me, and I say that because I got done with our last episode, and there were a whole bunch of people talking, and... If you're out there and you're commenting and it's not refreshing for us, we're sorry. We're trying not to miss you.
1: We just need to get more refreshes, too.
0: I guess so, because I am going in there and I'm refreshing it. But yeah, here you go. Here's Charlie and Lola.
1: That was cute. Isn't it cute? Not too many words in it, but it kind of tells you it's all about them just having fun.
0: Well, it doesn't pass the Bechdel test, unfortunately, but that's okay.
1: (laughs) Creative and imaginative, which I love. But it's good. It's animation. And uh, I know you love animation. Pull up and see a couple of episodes. I think you would be very
0: intrigued.
1: If you can't go along with the plot, give me a call and I'll... I'll help you out.
0: So far, the only Lola I've known about was the Kinks.
1: La, 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 yeah. But that was a different breed because Lola didn't know what she was. Well, who he was or what she was. I don't know. That's all I'm going to say. But to each each their own. Okay. Charlie and Lola. I didn't know a whole lot, but I had to bring it up because I know it's very, very popular out there and uh, the kids and families they loved it all right take it away yank
0: sure thing i'm going to go ahead and mention um let's see so i go back a little bit because jackson 5 and the osmonds i'm going to go into the 70s and i'm going to bring up one other one that while this is a really cool cartoon it's not likely we're going to be seeing much of it anymore these days Um, i really enjoyed this show even though i didn't live in a big city very often And I was very little when we did. Uh, It was really about a whole bunch of kids who lived in a city and got along together and they were a group and they had their problems and stuff. Uh, And they got together, they solved them, they worked through them, and they all had different personalities. But the centerpiece of the show is the person the show is named for, and that would be Fat Albert.
2: I
1: remember Fat Albert. Yeah.
0: Fat Albert had a really groovy theme song. Let me play this.
2: Hey hey hey
0: That was his thing. Fat Albert says, Hey,
2: hey, hey, I got something to say.
1: I mean, but honestly, what a voice that guy's got. That is incredible. Yeah. Fat Albert and his friends. That was a cartoon, but you know, it's funny. you, You mentioned, uh, soul train. And, you know, we used to have American bandstand. I always loved soul train. better than I loved American bandstand. I thought it was like the coolest show ever, man.
0: Oh yeah! Amazing the performers oh, on there—it's fantastic.
1: And the dancers just dancing. I saw some just in the audience. You had brilliant dancers, and uh, I forget the host name. He just fitted the bill perfectly. It was great. It yep. The years, just so exciting. I really enjoyed it. I thought I'd bring it up after Fat Albert. Well, that's kind of
0: what's fun listening to that, is that that song has that wonderful funk bounce from the bass. That was fantastic. That's funky. And then at the same time, it's got that 1960s fuzzed out guitar. You can hear that buzzing along in the background. We're going to do an episode about that eventually. But it's kind of neat because it was a blend of of 60s and 70s, that music. And they did other songs on the show, even though I don't remember a lot about the show. I remember really enjoying it.
1: All right, Halloween's coming up. And I know we've got a couple of our old Halloween videos so people can listen to our Halloween
0: editions and get scared. (laughs) That's true. You reposted one of our Halloween videos, didn't you?
1: That's right. Hey, get everybody in the spirit. Hopefully we can still eat candy at home. I don't know how the distribution's going to go, but uh, we should all still have a great Halloween, even if it means dressing up at home. You can walk hey, around as long as you keep the distance.
0: Have you got like a Halloween-themed cartoon that kids grew up with?
1: Actually, come, come to mention that. That is my cue. It's uh, Count Dracula. <laughs> and believe it or not, he lived in a castle. But he didn't like many of the people that were hanging around in the castle. But being a Count Dracula and being a, a duck of the night time... He couldn't escape his castle, so he was always like frustrated because he had all these idiots around him and he couldn't do anything about it. But, hilarious cartoon. The theme hit like a teak because they had the old pipe organ, which is probably one of my favorite instruments of all time. Docula, and lots of lightning and thunder. (laughs) <laughs> and it begins up, and it really wasn't scary for the kids, but uh, I thought it was a great theme and a great introduction. So if you got it on, let's let's play that duck.
0: I will, but I want to mention something about that, which is that, yeah, Count Duckulus from the 80s, you can probably hear some of that in the theme, but also it's like a... From what i could find it was like a three or four minute theme and it was one of those that we said they go into a long story i'm going to give you an excerpt from it because the whole thing is he's this and then that and then this and the family does this and they can do that and this other thing happens and you're like okay when does the cartoon start just get to the cartoon (laughs) here you go here's a little bit of the theme great
2: Home for many centuries to a dreadful dynasty of vicious vampire ducks, the Counts of Ducula. Legend has it that these foul beings can be destroyed by a sleep through the heart or exposure to sunlight. This does not suffice, however, for they may be brought back to life by means of a secret rite that can be performed once a century.
0: And it goes on like that. And there's this thing that we can do, and then this thing happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it tells you all about it. But anything dark and great like that, like Count and Vampires. Right, you know, remember the monsters and the Adams Family?
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely.
1: They were awesome. And it was great to see a, a cartoon show that was related around that too. I'm and I'm, they-
0: I'm not sure Vincent Price was in I mean, I know he he lived long enough to do Edward Scissorhands, but if that's not him doing that voiceover, that's a very good impersonation.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I I automatically took it that it was because uh, he's got such a distinct, unique voice. There. You know, Count Duck, you are.
0: Exactly. You
1: got, you got anything <laughs> scary or is it fun, bubbly, happy, and it regards speed or beating up people or
0: Well, I tell you what, I do have something that's kind of scary, but I'm going to save it until it's your turn, because it goes into one of yours.
1: (laughs) Oh, does it? Yes. So you you don't want to go next? You want me to go next again?
0: Well, let's see. I'll go ahead and see if i got anything specifically. I don't have anything in particular. Honestly, after the Banana Splits movie thing that I gave you, I'm kind of all, all run out on the scary stuff on my end. And I'm starting to run out of stuff. I mean, sounds like... It sounds it. like America might not have had as many animated hit theme songs yeah. as the UK. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't want to take over the show. Now, you gotta keep on talking. Well Well,
0: I can I can bring on the dark twisted fantasy called <laughs> The Smurfs.
1: All right. Maybe we'll do just one another one or two. And... H- H-
0: had you ever heard of the Smurfs?
1: Oh yeah.
0: So yeah, the Some bad the, the
1: th- about being possessed and all that for a while, and the hidden me- messages in the smurfs. I never <laughs> got it. I feel sorry for those little blue people but they were absolutely... Have you got the theme from the spur- Smurfs? Yeah,
0: they're all these little little blue people that all live in a forest in a hidden village, and then the bad guy Gargamel, this is the part where it's kind of weird, is he hates them. He just absolutely can't stand them for whatever reason, and yet at the same time, it seems like he sometimes just wants to eat them. <laughs> I don't understand that bit. I, I can't tell. I mean maybe he goes back and forth a little bit. I don't maybe it's like those uh those toads where if you lick the back of one you hallucinate. I, I don't know what Gargamel's motivations really were. They seem to change from time to time, but the the gist of it is he did not like smurfs.
1: And plus you can't eat anything that's blue because there's no blue food.
0: So that's true, except on Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah. On Star Trek they eat the blue food. Because it's like 500 years from now when blue food is probably life-giving and you'll live forever.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's space and fantasy. so. But in real life, you don't eat anything that's blue. Well, maybe blueberries, but they're not blue.
0: Well, I certainly hope that the replicators in Star Trek aren't serving people up like Smurf loaf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, so you do have one. Can I hear a little bit of the Smurfs?
0: Yes. All right.
2: I love the Long, long ago, deep in the forest, there was a hidden village where tiny creatures lived. They call themselves smurfs. They were good. Then there was
0: Gargamel, the evil wizard. He was bad.
1: Oh, I hate
0: smurfs. There you go. I love it plot point
1: little blue little blue creatures
0: they were good he was bad
1: oh I hate
0: them All
1: alright well maybe I'll just I'll I'll finish up let us know your favorite cartoon theme song folks we wanna hear hey do you
0: think the blue Romulan ale that they drink in Star Trek is actually Smurf blood I don't know
1: but I'm sure it's got alcohol in it
0: (laughs) yes that much I am sure of or
1: something to make him feel good anyway. All right. Pepper the pig is my last one. Does Your you last
0: have... one? I got more to go. You do? All right. Yeah.
1: I'll pull up a couple more then.
0: Um, well, I'll tell you what. I'll go ahead and give away this because this is one where we actually, I found multiple entries. You mentioned when we were planning this out, Paddington Bear.
1: I love Paddington Bear.
0: There have been a lot of Paddington bears over the decades. It's like, I guess, every other decade, they bring Paddington back out again and said, let's blow the dust off this, and maybe this time we'll make it claymation. I don't know.
1: Well, they did cartoons. I don't know if they done claymations. They made a movie. But what an adorable, gorgeous little creature, that little bear, with his little lost tag and his Wellington boots and his hat and his raincoat. Outside of uh, the train station, waiting for somebody to find him.
0: It is a really adorable show. I read the books when I was a kid, and I actually liked the books.
1: Oh, good. I don't know the theme song, though.
0: Well, that's the thing. There have been multiple ones. I've got one here that I'm going to play for you, and then I'm going to play you another example. So, for example, here's the 1976 Paddington Bear theme. And this is one of a series that someone had put together on YouTube where every season, if they did a variation, this person stuck all of them together. And this is one of them.
1: Isn't that cute? Yeah. All these songs have got to leave you with feeling fun and relaxed and happy and having a good time, aren't they?
0: They do and they don't. Because you know what's funny about that? I heard that particular theme and then the Stanley Kubrick in my head took over and I thought about The Shining. And I thought about how you could really make this creepy. And then I realized if you just slowed it down and made it sound like it was a little bit farther away... Paddington Bear's theme would sound right at home in the world of Bioshock. Oh, yeah, right. So check this out. I've made the Bioshock version of the Paddington Bear theme. Oh. And if you've played Bioshock, which is kind of a dystopian, onrandian Randian nightmare, it can't you'll be scary, get it.
1: Though, not with Paddington Bear.
0: Exactly, be- but this one's scary. Here we go. This all seems to go horribly wrong at this point.
1: <laughs> I like that. I like that one. That version better than the first one.
0: But See, I could imagine myself creeping around a corner in a lab somewhere, and all of a sudden, that's playing, and a bunch of splicers jump me. You know, and I'm, I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> Bio-shock. Yeah, Bioshock.
1: It does remind me a little bit of The Shining, while they're dancing in the in the big ballroom with the music playing. Same kind of type theme type song, but Beautiful, dub, Almost like I want to.
0: I want to spend a little time on Paddington. Can we talk about him a bit? Sure, you can. Okay, because I wanted to tell you another fun thing. Do you know what the idea, the concept was behind Paddington? Why they told the stories that way?
1: Because he was lost one day. And he he was
0: an immigrant from Peru. Peru. I didn't know that.
1: Were you right? So
0: on? No, I didn't. The goal behind the storytelling, the author did this to kind of make people understand what it's like to be an immigrant a little better and be a little more sympathetic to immigrants because Paddington was his own person. He knew a lot of things, but he wasn't very schooled in the ways of England.
1: I think that's a wonderful message. I think we should be more passionate to immigrants, especially living in a country which without immigrants, we wouldn't have a country.
0: It's, it's, it has to be really weird, especially, I, I don't know about the UK in particular, but America, we export our pop culture around the world. So it has to be pretty weird to get here and realize that if you live in New York City, there's no way you could afford an apartment like the cast of Friends.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just not going to work out that way.
1: Yeah, no, if you're living in New York City, it isn't. I love it, man.
0: So if you go a couple decades later, 1997, they have a very different Paddington Bear theme that I feel like kind of captures it and I don't know if I have all of it here but it kind of captures the concept. Uh, let me play a little bit of this for you. And sailed to England alone There he met
2: the Browns and they took him home. son because he always does his best to help everyone when a problem appears he never misses a beat and always finds a way to land on his feet has his very own unique point of view looks at everything as if it's brand new he is friendly and polite he tries to do things right, but he gets in sticky messes just the same. He's curious and speaks his mind, but troubles never far behind. It's Paddington Bear. He's one of a kind. I'm Paddington Bear. I'm. He doesn't sound like
1: he's from Peru. He sounds like he's English. I'm Paddington Bear. But you know, it's a wonderful point you brought out about immigration and all that kind of stuff. Because right now, even this day, there's people trying to get into the free world, into England, US, uh, are dying, just trying to get over, risking their life and the family's life because of the running from persecution, dictatorship, starvation. And I know we can't keep everybody in. We have to look after our own too, but we do have to keep an open mind two people like that that have nowhere to go. And if they go back to where they're going, they're going to die.
0: Yeah. The thing about it is I was just checking our feed. Um, I'm listening to you and it's the thing about it to me is a lot of the people that show up at our border, they have nothing left to lose. They're here because they have lost everything. A lot of them they they left a really terrible circumstance with barely anything in their hands you know whatever's on their back as the saying goes and i really feel for those people because they don't really have anything else and they're certainly they need help but at the same time there's a, a lot of people i've met in my lifetime who have been here for a while and have done some amazing things i know people who their kids have gone to medical school here and become doctors. I know people who, they say, I love this place, and that's a good thing because I can never go home. Because I know that I won't be able to go back there. It's not safe for me to go back there. Or they pick up their whole family and come here because that's really all that's left for them.
1: Oh yeah, Some of the most successful, wonderful, greatest people have come from immigrants, yeah and we have to realize that and uh, recognize it. But you know, you being homegrown in the States and me being homegrown in the United Kingdom, it's easy for us to say because we've always been free, we've always had food on the table, and we've always had a lot of special, special things that other people don't have around the world, you know? So I think it's always good to keep an open mind. But to move on to happier, exciting things.
0: Well, before we do, yeah? I, I do like, I, I like he has his own unique point of view, looks at everything as if it was new, wants to help people. But I wanted to also mention they're relaunching Paddington Bear again. I don't know if it's out yet, but there's a 2020 Paddington Bear cartoon, and I actually have the theme for that one too.
1: Oh, I love them reevaluating and redoing good stuff with, with anything with good messages that makes people aware, but in a fun, entertaining way, because that's the way to do it. Right, buddy?
0: Exactly. All Here right. you go. Here's a bit of the 2020 version. Oh, oh! Paddington.
2: Paddington. 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 To so be with me and you, he's a very special man. P a d d i n g t o n Paddington
0: man. Paddington bear. P-A-D-D-I-N-G-T-O-N, Paddington bear. Isn't
1: that cute? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we done with Paddington?
0: I think so. We've done a we we've done a lot on that one, but I figured you know I. These folks that are doing this show, I wish them well, wish them the best of success.
1: Well, you know, talking about immigration and aliens and all that stuff, uh, the next show I wanna bring up uh, is Clangers. Uh, have you heard of the Clangers?
0: I have not heard of them.
1: Don't drop a clanger means don't drop a, I won't say it, it's a family show.
0: Okay. It's a family show with a puff and stuff kind of hidden meaning.
1: Yeah. The Clangers. I don't know if you can pull up the theme song, but it's um, these little aliens that live uh, on a planet that live in caves. Very popular show in England. I think it may not be the Clangers as in just Clangers, you know, but there's no like lyrics behind the tune. It's just like a whimsical flute, space age, you know, like starship.
0: I've got something. Let me play this and you can tell me if this is it. Come on. Come on, Internet. Work with me. like it's stop motion and it's adorable. Enough they look a little funny. bit like wombles and it has a little bit of that wombles beetle brass.
1: The little mini aliens living on a planet, but they live in caves in the planet. But they live in peace and harmony, and but sometimes they'll get different invaders coming to the planet, but they try and get rid of. But they do live underground, so they may like be little moles or something like that. Uh, that
0: is really cute.
1: Yeah, it's the, living a a little hollow blue planet, but I love it. Whims whimsical fun
0: and just so adorable. It's great,
1: buddy. I'm glad you pulled it up. Thank you so much for that.
0: Oh, you're welcome. That was that was fun.
1: All right. I think I may have a couple left here.
0: I got I got one more that um we're going back to the 1970s, but we've got this fun uh I'm pretty sure every Gen Xer is going to remember this cartoon and probably nobody after that will cuz I don't think it really hit many reruns or Got a lot of airplay after it originally came out. Another one from the Hanna Barbarians in 1974. Scatman Crothers was the voice for Hong Kong Fui. Oh, Here we go. Who is this superhero,
2: Sarge? No. Rosemary, the telephone operator. No. Henry, the mild-mannered janitor, could be Hong Kong Phooey, number one super guy. Hong Kong Phooey, quicker than the human eye. He's got style, a groovy smile, and a mob that just won't stop. When the going gets rough, he's super tough with a Hong Kong Phooey chop. Hong Kong Phooey, number one super guy. Hong Kong Phooey the human eye
0: that little bit of Uh, scat at the end is why they call him the scat man
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but then it was all about kung fu anyway bruce lee enter the dragon
0: Exactly. uh, Everybody was kung fu fighting. Yeah,
1: Carl Douglas, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. He was a character. He wore a mask too. Was it a dog? Yes. I
0: thought it was. It was a dog with a very strange-looking little car that had a pagoda top to it. Oh yeah. And he wore a red. I don't know if you would call it a kung fu gi. It looks like a red karate gi with, with a black belt, of course.
1: Sounds like some kind of incurable disease how about i just come into mind of a, a show which i love and it just kind of come up with us talking about all these animated shows top
0: cat, top cat. oh my gosh <laughs> i got a great story about that but please continue tell me more about top cat
1: no i just i always it was always one of my favorite and i didn't bring it up but the the theme to top cat the most beautiful top cat and he was kind of like, he's kind of like a gangster type, wasn't he? Didn't he have his gang?
0: Yeah, it, was, it was a gang of cats that lived in an alley.
1: And he used to do questionable things. But characters galore, man. And whoever did Top Cat must have been one of the brilliant actors on earth. I hope he got more parts because he did a great job. And I've, I've got
0: the theme song if you want to play it.
1: Oh, you bet I want to play it. Yeah.
0: Well, let's listen then. I, I actually don't I vaguely remember this cartoon. I barely watched it much. But here we go.
2: Top Cat. The most effectual Top Cat. Whose intellectual close friends get to call him TC. Providing it with dignity. Top Cat. The indisputable leader of the cat.
0: Very fifties championship. He's the most tip top. Top cat yeah.
2: Yes, he's the chief. He's the king. But above everything, he's the most tip top. Top, top, yeah. top cat Top
0: <laughs> cap. So there you go.
1: That is great. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. What an intriguing character, man. He was absolutely amazing. And the footage, awesome.
0: he looks like a con artist. <coughs> He's like scamming everybody in the opening montage.
1: Oh, yeah. And, you know, I'd just like to say to everybody here, you don't have to watch all the new stuff that's out there, too. If you're getting bored in seclusion at home and you're being quarantined for the kids, these are like, these are priceless and ageless. So... And you can pull up anything now, and I'm sure you can pull up them up on YouTube or any. Pull up some of these series, because not only are they entertaining, (laughs) but they have good stories and good endings to them. And of course, what we're talking about is good music, too. Right, buddy?
0: Yeah, and I got a fantastic story about Top Cat that really dates me. This is hilarious. So... I hadn't known my wife for very long when we went on a nostalgia kick and we were talking about cartoons and we started talking about Top Cat. She got on the subject of that and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember Top Cat. He was like the yellow cat that lived in an alley and she said, no, Top Cat didn't. He wasn't yellow. Top Cat was gray. He was gray because she had a black and white television and I had a color television. (laughs) It took us a while to figure this out. At first, I'm like, he wasn't gray. He was yellow. No, he was gray. And I'm like, he was yellow.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we eventually figured out. It's like, oh, I was watching a black and white TV.
2: <laughs> <I>
0: <laughs> so that's a little a, running joke that sometimes we bring up. It's, well, that's right. Top Cat was gray.
1: <laughs> he was. Gray, black and white and gray. <laughs> you know, we keep on bringing up these cartoons. i I'm telling you, more and more are coming into my little brain, too. Like,
0: um,
1: fog on, leg on. Was that a Saturday morning cartoon?
0: He was one of the Warner Brothers staple. He was your Southern character. He didn't really have a theme. I know Hanna-Barbera would take all the characters and break them out into their own individual episodes with theme songs and other stuff, and Warner Brothers would just kind of show a thing, and they all had the same general theme. So, yeah, I, I remember him. He was the Southern... Boy, I say, listen, listen, I say, listen, when I'm talking, boy, you give me a headache.
1: Exactly. You can do it better than me, with that. I, I'll say, I'll say, go away, boy, you bother bothering me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love it.
0: Um, Stand still, son, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> He was hilarious and he would do things with the farm dog. I mean, I remember he would be so, they would be mean to each other, but they would definitely have this back and forth thing where each of them was always trying to prank the other in some way.
1: <laughs> Who was the cartoon? And I, I don't ring, don't come to me his name now, but he was a big dude that taught like Elvis with a thin waist and blonde hair. And a
0: black shirt. Yes. You're talking about Johnny Bravo, yeah? Oh,
1: that's him.
0: Cartoon He's, Network, baby.
1: He was amazing. Did he? Have Slightly a big... higher
0: pitch. He'd be like, "I, I don't know about no nah, nah, I don't know about that, huh?"
1: Like Elvis, he was my hero, man. <laughs> and I don't know. Oh, mama! Be classed... <laughs> it wouldn't be classed as Saturday morning cartoons, right? Because it was kind of a bit of a womanizer.
0: Oh yeah, I don't I think Those that might ladies. be a reason you wouldn't be seeing much of him again today. I don't know, because there he did not understand how to behave around the ladies. <laughs> he was not as bad as Pepe Le Pew, who we definitely won't see again today. He's kind of become a poster child for assault. But uh Johnny Bravo definitely was not nice and I guess that was kind of part of the point of it, is he was always he was always saying the wrong thing and then getting clonked on the head for it. <laughs>
1: I guess that's why he was my hero.
0: He loved his mother. He adored her. And clearly she had no idea what to do with her son. So But yeah, he talked like Elvis and, and he he knew karate. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He yeah, absolutely <laughs> incredible. Um all right, got any more up your sleeve there, man?
0: Uh I'm just checking the comment stream. But um now, let's see. Let me check. Let me see if I got anything else in my, my list. I do have one that I thought was an interesting theme, even though I didn't actually watch this show. But it, it was part of a trend. It started this whole, you know, uh, like um, the Rugrats was already popular. Mm-hmm. So I guess to kind of compete with that, we had the Muppet Babies.
1: Muppet Babies, so adorable.
0: They were all just baby versions of the Muppets, and it was totally animated instead of puppetry.
1: I was just coming back. Baby Yoda, baby Muppets. (laughs) love it. The Muppets were one of my favorite of all time, but I didn't know they did a, a baby version of baby Muppets. So all the same characters, only
0: only in fact i think they had some of the original puppeteers who did the voices just try to do baby versions here's a bit of the theme and you can see what i mean you can identify very distinctly the different characters
2: Everything all right in here?
1: Yes, <laughs> That is hilarious. How funny is that? And that was a Saturday morning show.
0: Yes. And did you recognize that voice at the end? No. Is everything all right in here?
1: Is that Miss Piggy?
0: Uh, no, that was uh, no. The at the end that was. um Let me think for a sec. What is her name? Let's see. Barbara Billingsley.
1: Oh, name rings a bell.
0: Let me double check. Hang on a sec. Let me get let me make sure I got my facts correct, Mr. Internet. I could be wrong.
1: I've I've got one, I think, Um, if you can't find that, which uh, it was really popular
2: also. Um,
0: Ah, it is. It is Barbara Billingsley. So, yes, Barbara Billingsley played the character of June Cleaver on the 1950s show Leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver. That rings, yeah, Leave it to Beaver. So she was the mom on Leave it to Beaver.
1: (laughs) Now she's the mom of the baby Muppets.
0: Exactly. And i got to admit, it is kind of cute that they went back on the 1950s kind of uh, ballad-y song for the style of music.
1: I love it, man. I've got one again. I found one. Yeah? Sean Sh- the Sheep.
0: Oh, yeah. Have
1: you got the tune for that, did you say?
0: I do, because... Um, go ahead and tell folks about what is Sean the Sheep.
1: Well, there's Claymation again. Um... And it was, uh, I think it it was kind of a knockoff from uh, uh, Mr. Gromit there. And um, let's see, he got his own show after then because he was in Wallace and Gromit as a guest appearance. Yes. such a great character. They decided to give him his own show, man.
0: Yeah, Wallace and Gromit, the short feature, A Close Shave. And I don't want to say short. It was actually a pretty epic little story. And in it, they were rescuing sheep. And Sean the Sheep was just the adorable one who stole the show. So they gave him his own little episodes.
2: That's
1: right. And he was kind of centered around all the other little uh, uh, sheep. And there was a little dog in it, too. A little yellow dog, uh, Mossy, uh, who controlled all the flock. I don't and know. was not
0: to be confused with Gromit.
1: <laughs> I don't know if he controlled Sean, but he definitely was in control of the, the, the all those sheep hanging out there, too. <laughs> of course, based on a, a little farm. And they all lived at the bottom of the farm there, too.
0: So um, a little bit of a chicken run flavor to it as well. Same people.
1: I loved it. Uh, you see, you bring up... the some of my most favorite things. The chicken Run was one of the most hilarious, I guess, cartoons I've ever seen. And I think Mel Gibson was one of the chickens, wasn't he? That's he was, funny. yes.
0: Yes, he was.
1: Nobody wanted to see his face, so they gave him a pie as a chicken again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some awkward back here between that and Fat Albert not coming back. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to... But I've got the theme to Shaun the Sheep if you want to hear it.
2: Oh, of
1: course. I always want to hear the themes. That's what we're doing. Right Let's on, give this man.
0: a listen. See if this gives anybody some nostalgia and good memories. Right on. He's shown the sheep. He's shown the sheep. He even mucks about with those who cannot bleed. Keep it in mind. He's one of a kind. Oh,
2: life's a treat with shown the sheep. He's shown the sheep. He's shown the sheep. He's shown the sheep. He's shown he the sheep. He doesn't miss a trick or ever lose a beat. Lose a beat. Perhaps one day you find a way to come and lick the the sheep. <laughs> oh, come and lick the the sheep. <laughs> that is a great tune, am I
1: right? or what? That is adorable. I absolutely. It's kind of like a cross between country and bluegrass sung in a Yorkshire accent.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of, it's folksy.
1: I don't know if that's allowed. In folk, yeah, but I don't know if you're allowed to sing country or bluegrass in an English accent. But in this case, it worked. Great. Another. It did,
0: song. and in fact, I gotta hand it to him. Between the really neat little John Philip Sousa sound of the Wallace and Gromit theme and Shaun the Sheep, check out the Creature Comforts theme. This is great, it's adorable. Yeah,
1: great I, I had it down on my list actually yeah i just saw that uh, it's like a comedy mockery about zoo animals
0: yeah do you know how that started no they just went around and they interviewed english people about various topics just to get their opinion on something like the utility company i don't remember all the details so i apologize i'm probably mangling this a bit but the point is real person on the street interviews that they then synced up to a claymation scene so it looked like the animals were doing the talking instead of the person.
1: Oh, it's just amazing. I've seen a couple of them too, where they're interviewing the elephants and the tigers. And they're yes. Like, they're, they're like real people being interviewed saying, Well, I don't know if I like the conditions in here. You don't us that well. But it was so intriguing <laughs> and funny. Folks, you've got to pull it up. Creature comforts. It's hilarious. You'll love it. And of course, I get offended because the monkeys always have these real deep English accents. (laughs) Because we're a bunch of monkeys, I guess. But brilliant, brilliant. I'm so glad. You have got a lot to go by. Any comments are welcome about shows and about this show and about your favorite cartoon, Claymation or animation, when you were growing up too. We would love to hear but there's one super guy that we didn't bring up which is like here i am to save the day oh my god and it wasn't andy kaufman right did he used to do that on saturday night live
0: you're talking about mighty mouse
1: i know it was the best ever
0: let me see if i can find that theme because yes it was definitely heroic
1: And you're in Mighty USA, and you didn't bring up Mighty Mouse. How dare you, Yang?
0: So the interesting thing about Mighty Mouse is he goes back to, I think, the 30s or the 40s. It was Terry Tunes, which I don't remember a lot about, but I remember watching these as a kid. And here we go. I'm going to date myself again. I had a Viewmaster with a whole bunch of little slide wheels of Mighty (laughs) Mouse stories.
1: I remember those. They were brilliant.
0: Let's see. I think this one might be the theme. Let's, let's give it a try.
2: B.S. presents this program in color. Ooh, Mr. Trouble never hangs
0: around. That's not it. Okay. Not right. From the original movies, 1958. Let's try this one.
2: Mr. Trouble never hangs around. When he hears this mighty sound Here I come to save the day That means that mighty mouse is on the way Yes sir, when there is a wrong to right Mighty Mouse will join the fight (laughs) On the sea or on the land He gets the situation well in hand There you go So though we are in danger We never despair Cause we know that where there's danger He is there He is there on the land On the sea, in in the air. air We're not worrying at all We're just listening for his call to save the day, that means that Mighty
1: Mouse is on the way. <laughs> I love it, but you know, you just can't help going back to the Saturday Night Live with Andy Kaufman just coming on stage, not saying a word, and just sing that song. Well, he doesn't sing it, he mimes it. You know? <laughs> but it's so friggin' hilarious. I think that's a great one to finish with, Buddy Mighty Mouse.
0: I agree. This has been a lot of fun, and I'm really glad we could we could bring Saturday morning and TV shows, cartoons, claymation, and and live action craziness to you across the decades.
1: Oh yes, yeah. some love, joy, and happiness and fun. That's what we're all about, and that's what we want you to be all about. Stay tuned to our next live. We love doing live. Yep. I'm bringing your comments, and we love you and appreciate you listening to us. And we just hope we've had, we've had a lot of fun and we hope you've had as much fun as what we have because we love you and the reason why we do it is for you. And stay safe, stay calm, and let's look for open more free days and things are gonna start to change, I know. And we're gonna hopefully get out of this quarantine thing and get back into reality.
0: And you'll be seeing more of us because not only will this show up on Facebook right now, but we're we're growing this. It's going to start streaming to other places like um, possibly LinkedIn. I don't think YouTube's going to work because the copyright fairies don't like us talking about and then giving you samples of copyrighted stuff. We're not really breaking any rules, but it's a restriction that causes our stuff to not work on YouTube. But we'll still continue posting this content and we'll continue... We'll make episodes out of it. So wherever you get your podcasts, you're going to get the audio form of this and you'll be able to listen to it.
1: Awesome. God bless you and yours. From the Limey, peace, love, and best wishes. Stay tuned for our next installment. You never know what it's going to be. I'm not giving away any secrets, but we got a lot of stuff coming up here.
0: Yep. And from the Yank, the American half, Thank you very much. We really love all the support, the great ideas you give us and chatting with us. And we really can't wait to keep bringing you more content. We're never going to run out of ideas. But the streaming part makes it a lot more fun. We will start announcing these a lot more so that you have an advance notice. Maybe we'll send out invitations to people who want to. We're building a mailing list, and we'll be sending that out too, so that you can sign up and get invited when we're going to go live, and you'll be able to join in.
1: Awesome. Have a wonderful, great day. All the best to you. Cheers for now. Peace and love.
0: Take care, everybody.
1: The limey and the yank. We're